I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Reeling in the summer. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, so today I went to the eye doctor, right? And this is one of my biggest things. I've been trying I've tried to figure this out for years because my eyes are horrible. So like my contacts are negative nine. All right. Is that bad? And I mean, I think it's bad. Well, yeah, I think it's bad. Every time the doctor comes in and tries to talk to me when my contacts are out, and I, I have to remind him every time, like, I can't see your face, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you look He's like. He's like, are you singing a weekend song? or? <laughs> but anyway, if obviously a lot of you have been to an eye doctor before. When they click between the two, and they go, two or three. <laughs> oh, yeah. Three or four. That confuses me more than anything in the world. I, I overanalyze this. I'm like, am I going to jack up my whole prescription? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, one of these is better than the other, or are they? Is it like a complete like just like joke that it's the same thing? And I'm like trying to squint, like squint. They're like, no, don't squint. I'm trying to blink. I can't see the difference. I'm like three and four look identical, but I'm like mm, three. And then I just I don't get it. So what do you know the answer to this? Like, are they? way different each one of the little clicks i'm Three, i'm four. just gonna be completely honest i have 2020 vision i've never been to the eye doctor i have never had you've never been never been to an eye doctor we had the eye are test are you in, serious we had the eye test in school like when i was growing up and i t- like read the things and i could always read the things so i never had to go wow i, <laughs> I know just- my wife says the same thing she has glasses too and she's like I don't understand you. You're just like an alien to me. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, That's intriguing. I thought there was Lady this, Gaga. I was born this way. In my mind, I just thought that everyone had to go once a year or two years. But nope. I guess if your vision's great, then I can't. You're not going. I can't not see anything. So I wore contacts since I was ten, and since you were ten, all, dang man, since I was ten, they bring out the little context case for me, and they're like, "Here's solution," and like hand sanitizer here's the sink here's a mirror i'm like no just give it to me and i just like take it out in the seat and they're like oh you're a vet when it comes to contacts I'm like yeah cool it's not nothing to brag about all right on the podcast today we are going to bring to light and to make it more clear for you for you all that do have mavs colored glasses make it clear mm. to you the big what if we're doing what if wednesday today what if the mavs didn't trade for Kristaps porzingis not as Boo. it's not as dark of a darkest timeline as what if they didn't trade for luca right it's not that dark but it is a little bit darker so we'll, we'll talk all about that and that's what we're going to get into today we have a whole bunch of questions around it it's what if wednesday send us your tweets at nick van exit at isaac l harris at lockdown mavs let us know what you think about the what if and if you have any other questions surrounding the what if that we didn't get to We're going to continue doing these what-ifs all throughout the summer, every Wednesday. Also, send us your what-ifs, recent what-ifs. We did a couple last year, like what if they drafted Giannis? What if, uh, oh, what if they kept Steve Nash and Dirk together? What if they kept the 2011 title team together? What if the 2006 finals were different? We did a whole bunch of those. So we want some more recent ones 
What's, what are some more what-if recent ones? We're definitely going to do Nerlens, all about Nerlens. We're going to do, I think, what if the Luka trade was different? I think we're going to do that, too. And then we're going to do this one. So we have a couple other Wednesdays coming up, but we need some ideas. So send us your what-ifs for the maps. All right, Isaac, let's, uh, let's start out with this one right here. If the Mavericks don't trade for Kristaps Porzingis, does KP get traded somewhere else? Let's say that, you know, when it was happening, so if it's February I guess it's January 31st, and you know the Mavericks were in town, and they were playing the Knicks, and you know the talk was happening. February 1st comes, you know Porzingis was going to be you know, meeting with the Knicks, and the Mavericks didn't have as many talks as they had with the Knicks. He gets traded somewhere else, or does he just stay there for the rest of the season? I want to say he gets traded. I mean. Everything happens so quick. Going back to relive that day is just absolutely insane. I mean, we, I mean, I mean, it's the best day that we've had on our podcast. Um, Still, and yeah, still, which is crazy. Um, I just, it's fun. It's fun to look back on that day and relive uh, that day and everything. But it just happened so quick. That's what made everything just so insane and how the Knicks did things. And, you know, news came out early that morning. It was, you know, it was Shams or Woj one of, you know, it was the day after, you know, the Dennis Smith triple double game in New York and all that stuff. And the, you know, Luca and Porzingis on the court there and MSG. And they're like dabbing up after the game. The gif went wild. Like everybody's like joking about it. And they're like, Oh man, someday. What if, and then it's literally this app, you know, the tweet comes out, says Porzingis is going to meet with management, talk about the future. And then it was bam, Porzingis is requesting a trade. And these are the four teams and Dallas wasn't on that list. And, you know, a lot of people take those lists differently. Uh, you talk to some people in Mavs circles. They saw that report and got excited because Dallas doesn't let a lot of their stuff out. And they're like, hey, if we're not on this list, then that's a good thing because Dallas kind of works in the shadows with these type of things. But didn't the um, list come from Borzingis though? Like... It came, well, it was reported, yes. It was Porzingis' list. So if he came up with this list, then why would Mavs people be excited that Dallas wasn't on it? I don't understand that part. Because you've said that before, and I don't understand why that would matter. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just relaying what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get why yeah, they'd yeah. be excited. Um, because, maybe maybe yeah, Porzingis like, is saying, these are the teams that I've talked to. This is this is my list, I guess. Yeah, because which that that's tampering, right? Like, like yeah, tampering. Well, what you, what you what you're saying is like it was reported not the teams that were interested. It was these are the teams they want. That you know, Porzingis, Porzingis is interested. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and what was it? The Clippers, the Nets, um, Spurs, and somebody else in there. But um, so yeah, and then it was. A matter of hours uh, until I was driving down the road. Everybody remembers kind of where they were at when you get this notification come across your phone, and then it was, bam, uh, he was traded to the Mavericks. And I mean, that was, gosh, I mean, it was insane because that was a little bit before the you know the trade deadline. It, you know, it wasn't a trade deadline day deal. I know some people will look at that in hindsight and be like, oh, that was a February trade and think that it was on trade deadline day. It was not that at all. No. So it kind of set the the tone of, holy crap, like this was the first major blockbuster that hit the league 
And then not only for the league, but what was next for Dallas after that too? It, it was just so crazy. It was crazy. The list, by the way, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, the Clippers, the the uh, the Heat, and the Raptors. Oh, I thought the Spurs was on for some reason. This was uh the Raptors are on that list. That is kind of weird. That doesn't really make sense Ooh. to me. But but yeah, that was the list. Uh, it came out, and we were like, oh man, they're not on the list. But that doesn't mean it can't happen. It just was a weird vibe when he wasn't on the list. Immediately, I thought. Like, oh, why wouldn't he want to come here? Like, well, you'd think that Dallas would be one of the preferred destinations. Everybody was sharing the pictures of, of Porzingis and Dirk during that NBA Africa, you know, the Team World versus Team Africa thing um, where they were, you know, hanging out, that video, that interview of them together talking about Dirk. And you're like, man, he could come play here. And yeah. for him to not put him on the list, that kind of it was jarring for some people. And then it just happened so quick that we didn't have enough time to process even that thought. And then it just happened. Let's take another break. And we don't, we don't, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, we don't know where that list came from either. Of that might, in his mind, been like a realistic list. He might have, um, from his, you know, people or camp or something, he might have gotten wind that maybe Dallas just wasn't realistic. That yeah. maybe he thought New York wanted a, you know, a big centerpiece, like a Siakam, you know, something like that from Toronto that, you know, he looked at it or he looked at like Bam and Winslow or something in Miami. And he looked at these type of prospects like, oh, okay, those are the guys New York would want. So these are like realistic teams that I could see putting a, a trade package together because Dallas's main, you know, pitch to New York was we'll just, we'll just take all your bad contracts. Yeah. And so it could have been that angle too of, he, he might not have thought Dallas had a legit shot at making a trade. Yeah, all the other teams had you know, younger pieces that they could send that were m- more appealing probably than than Dennis and the, the pieces the Mavs seem to have. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's get to the rest of this what if. What if Porzingis stayed in New York? What if Porzingis was traded somewhere else? Um, he's still a restricted free agent at that point, so let's get into that coming up next. All right, Isaac, so... If he gets traded, what if he gets traded to one of those other destinations? Let's talk about those. So it's the Nets. I think the Toronto one's the the craziest one. The, yeah, the Nets, the Clippers, the Heat, and the Raptors. The Raptors. I don't know if they would have to trade Siakam in that deal. Yeah, well, it it just kind of depends on. This was before the Marcus All deal, so they still had Delon. Yeah, Wright that's true. And Valen Valen, yeah, Tunis. Yeah, you always say Valanciunas. I know Valanciunas. Um, Jonas. They still, they st- they still have both of them. You know, obviously Ibaka, Lowry, and all. I mean, they'd have to give up something to match salaries. You know, they didn't have. Yeah. You know, the appeal to you know, like we said before, Dallas is they had these big contracts in DeAndre and West Matthews that were expiring contracts that allowed New York to have the freedom this coming kind of summer, but. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy is obviously Toronto won the championship. So what pieces could they have? They honestly, could this have paired? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, you're literally going to pair Kristaps with Kawhi. But they and, they wouldn't, though, because he wasn't going to play. But, Porzingis would get yeah. traded there. He wouldn't play, and Kawhi would just leave like he did. They wouldn't win the that's, title. That would be their pitch of they probably they wouldn't win the title but then they'd be like, "Hey, we were we were close. However far they may, and come back and be with Kristaps. That that'd just be crazy. It's like um, completely. It doesn't work as a hypothetical to say that they that Kawhi would even think about staying because they won the title and he didn't stay. Yeah, <laughs> like, for real. Like even if they got Porzingis, I don't know if that's the, is is getting Porzingis and the allure of playing with Porzingis is that bigger than winning a title? 
having just won would, a title, right? Like I would I would say a healthy Porzingis, yes, because a healthy Porzingis is different than Siakam, in my opinion. But you you might have both. Yeah, yeah. Well, I meant like the appeal to Toronto after the title was, hey, like come back here, we won the title, and like your next best player, Siakam, coming back to play with a healthy Porzingis, another you know superstar type of player that'd be a little different but still we did we wouldn't know like he wouldn't be healthy like that so uh miami yeah the heat one make makes no sense like i don't know what you'd be able to send there yeah uh i'd have to look back at their like expiring contracts but you think about their young players like josh richardson justice winslow bam it'd have to be one of those three right yeah yeah but that but that's the thing like if another team could not take on Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee, then they would have to give up more in the talent part of the deal too. Yeah. So like, and the Dallas Heat could, the Heat could send their own bad contracts back if they wanted to. They wanted yeah. To. Dallas got away with just sending Dennis for the most part because they could take back the bad contract. Well, they didn't really so, have anything else. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's what allowed them to make the deal. So Miami would have been hard to pull off, I guess. But uh, Brooklyn, this is obviously before Kyrie and KD and all that. Um, I guess Brooklyn could have pulled it off. They had cap space to play with. They had the expiring of Crab at the time. They could have put that in there. You have young pieces yeah, I mean, like Jared Allen. You have, you know, Karis LeVert. You have Russell. Like they wouldn't send Russell, but that would have been the move, honestly, for Brooklyn. Because if they if if you wasn't confident in getting KD and Kyrie, that to make the move to get Porzingis to pair him with Russell. And can you imagine them being like really good in Brooklyn, right in the Knicks' backyard? That'd be funny. Man, would the Nick would the Knicks trade with the Nets? That'd be wild. That is true. And the Clippers, they just uh, they just so had their sights set on on two yeah. guys in the summer. I don't know if they would have even thought about doing it. Yeah, that's true. They're just so forward looking. The Nets were too, honestly. I mean, looking back, now we have hindsight that they they both got you know two guys each. So uh, that's an interesting what if if they if he would have gone to one of those other teams. But he ends up going to the Mavericks. Um, but let's say he yeah. let's say he stays in New York. They can't find a trade for him. You really think he would take the qualifying offer? Um, possibly. I mean, everything we've heard that's been pretty rough there, right? I mean, it's. It, you know, and that was and, his only way out, right? The the, the two yeah. way outs for him, if he really wanted to get out, and he had that meeting, and he was like, I don't feel like I'm, you know, wanted here, and I don't feel like they, you know, I want to stay here. His two ways out are to request or demand a trade, which he did, and then to take the qualifying offer because you you can't get out of it. You can accept an offer somewhere else, or I, I guess you could have accepted an offer somewhere else, an offer sheet somewhere else, and the Knicks didn't match it. Yeah. So I guess there's three. Yeah, but I mean, the moment he accepts an off sheet somewhere, Knicks are probably gonna match it. So you gotta match it for the asset at that point. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to, especially for the new yeah. for an office like theirs. And there would be plenty of teams calling it. At if he stayed in New York as a strict free agent, Dallas would have been the first team to call too. So yeah. there would have been a teams lining up for strict free agency to try to get him. Okay, so let's say that the Mavericks don't trade for Porzingis, or somebody else trades for for Porzingis. Do the Mavericks make a different Dennis Smith Jr. trade? We had the yeah, we had the Ooh, Dennis Smith gosh. Jr. trade watch from 
from our uh, our podcast that he liked. We had the uh, the whole drama with his back and staying out of practice and not playing. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty wild. He didn't play in the um, the next game. There's a back to back. I'm looking back at it. The next game after the Knicks game was the Pistons game. He, and Dennis didn't play in that game. DeAndre West, none of them played in that game, and that was on January 31st. Yeah, that was yeah, that was when the stuff was going uh, went down. But like the Dennis stuff, it got so rocky there. I mean, gosh, just go back and listen to our podcast through those, through those stretches. We have a there. bunch of podcasts that are labeled like DSJ Trade Watch. It's like in the description. And we did yeah. like day one through like day 15. We like ran this whole thing. Most of you listening probably know that, but yeah, I mean, it was just you know crazy, you know, Dennis's agent, you know, and him, they had made it pretty clear. They, they want a new home to where he could run the show. And, um, it was just a weird situation all the way around. Um, but you know, like everybody, the trade value for Dennis was just weird. And, you know, could would there be an even swap for Mobamba? You know, a lot of fans were talking about that, and we debated on the podcast, like all oh, similar stuff. Like it was those type of trades, like Dennis for another prospect <laughs> along the same, along the same like timeline as Dennis. Uh, you didn't think that somehow Dennis would be in a deal for another, like a star, a superstar, or something like that, like right now. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest, qu- yeah, it's it's. If the Porzingis trade didn't happen, what does Dallas do before the deadline? Because what they do with Dennis Smith Jr. would have been would have been huge, and that's not even talking about what they would do with Harrison Barnes. Yeah, because that's Barnes, a different question yeah. later on. Okay, so yeah, um, if if you're asking me, would they have traded Dennis Smith Jr. before the trade deadline? I would I would lean towards yes, just because it it was such a um, unique situation <laughs> not unique um i don't know the word go rocky you know it was just it was sticky. i don't think that how about let's put it that yeah because they, they were kind of they were yeah. kind of stuck with it right like dennis was making this yeah. decision and dennis wanted a different situation for him his agent and him wanted a different situation for him on as a you know as a basketball situation uh he was on the, you know the step back mavs pod and they talked about how he still loves dallas he came to the you know, the, the Dirk's Heroes game. Like, he still loves everybody here in Dallas. He just wanted a different situation for himself. And I can totally understand that. And we can, you know, we look back and we... I don't hold any ill will toward him. Do you? Oh, no. No, we love... We, the whole thing's been the same. We all love Dennis as, as a person when he's locker room, all this stuff. Like, love everything with that. I love the story I did with him and Dorian for Mavs.com. Yeah. I love that. that like, that was such a fun story to do. The great people. It was all about his fit next to Luca, you know, especially that, you know, Luca's first year and all that stuff. And Dennis just wanted his own kind of path. Yeah. And once again, Luca coming to Dallas changed everything and, and it changed everything for him too. So, I could see both sides. I could see, yeah, it was so sticky that they would have still traded Dennis, but I could also see a side too of they would could have looked at it and said it was so out in the open that his trade value it took his trade value down because it was so public to where they could have just held on to him and said, Hey, let's revisit this in the summer. Maybe his value will go up a little bit, you know, by the summer we can get we a little bit. Put out more some value. workout videos. We see him dunking in a gym by himself, jamming, see him hitting some threes at lifetime. I, so that I think the Mavericks, the the Dennis Smith Jr. trade window. I think you have two shots at it. If you're going to do a trade with at him with his highest value, you do it at the deadline like they tried to do, or around the deadline like they did, 
or you do it at the draft. I think those are the only two. I think those are the only two times because free agency it's kind of a little late. DeAndre and Wes are gone at that point. Um, like you just, you, I think you would have to make a trade in that window. Yeah, you couldn't take it into free agency and all that stuff. No, probably. and I think they do. I, I think they do find a different trade for Dennis. Yeah, I think it was it was definitely a matter of when and not if, you know, as far as for Dennis, especially after all the back stuff and sick stuff and all that. But um, yeah, yeah, I just I, the Porzingis thing just was presented to him on a silver platter and you don't back away from that. So. Exactly. Let's take another break. And when we come back, let's talk about what the Mavs would do in free agency this past summer. If they didn't have Porzingis, it just looks like a completely different slate. What do they do with DeAndre West Matthews? Do they still make the Harrison Barnes trade that they made? Let's get to all that after the break. All right, Isaac, so the Mavericks do not trade for Kristaps Porzingis. That's the concept of our what if or what if Wednesday. What do they do in free agency then? Or let's let's go back to the, let's backtrack to the Harrison Barnes trade. Do they still make the Harrison Barnes trade because that affects the free agency situation? Yeah, so basically it goes down to why did they trade Harrison Barnes? Yeah. It, and we've talked about this on this podcast before. Did they trade Harrison because they looked at the situation and said, hey, now we have Porzingis, now we have Luka. Trading Harrison Barnes would give us a shot at going after the third star, a Kimba Walker or something like that. Or, what? and I would assume there was there would be percentages on this. If you had to give the truth serum uh, to front office of like, what's the you know percentage of this? There was... I would guarantee there's also a percentage of why they traded him was because of the fit next to Luca also. So if it was predominantly the fit next to Luca of why they traded Harrison Barnes, then the trade still happens yeah. because they look at it and say, Hey, Harrison's just not fit next to Luca. If they believe that let's put the push the reset button on that and walk into free agency with more money. The big thing is if, if they still make the Harrison Barnes trade, they don't do the Porzingis trade. They still have Dennis and the expiring contracts of Wes and DeAndre. And they make the Harrison trade. And they bring back Justin Jackson. They're looking at a crazy like <laughs> 80 to $82 million in cap space. This then summer. you're all of a sudden the, net, the Nets, right? Or the Clippers. They all of a sudden had all this cap space. And you are probably in talks as a destination to get two guys. You you have the space for it. I don't know if you're going to be. Yeah. So I don't know if you're as attractive well, as some of those other places, but you are at least in the conversation. The only people under contract you're looking at, Dwight Powell, assuming his extension gets done, just the same, same as way. everybody else. So Dwight Powell around his ten million. Then you're looking at Luke at around his seven and a half. Dennis at his four and a half. Justin Jackson around uh, at three, and Jalen Brunson. So you're looking at five players under contract. Um, with the exception of Dwight Powell, all four of those guys really young, and well, for the most part, and Luca, Dennis, Brunson, and Justin Jackson, and then you got your eighty million in cap space. So the difference in that, Nick and or Nick and I was joking about this before the pod of, well, what's the difference? What's the different pitch that they can make to free agents if they had that money in on the, at in that situation? Any duo in the league, you're presenting that to them and saying, hey. We can give you the full max, any player, the full max. Like, even if it's the top two at $35 million a year, yeah. you can give it to them without no deals. And on top of that, we can give that to you, and you get Luka Doncic here also, the rookie of the year. So that's that's a pitch. Now, obviously the question is, what two duos would come <laughs> here? You know, 
Kawhi and Paul George, they're not going to pick here over over the Clippers. Well, Paul probably, George so. wouldn't even be available because the Mavs don't have enough picks to send to him. They That's would true. have picks, just not that. as many as the Clippers were able to send. Yeah. So, I think the one that we joked about is would Al Horford, Kimball Walker combo consider Dallas at that point? Would you? Yeah, if you could get both. This if you could get, yeah, yes. If you could get both and present that. Kimba, you're obviously getting your max, and you go to Al Horford and say, here you go, and you push all your chips in and say, we want both of you guys, come here to Dallas, pair up with Luka, uh, then you're looking at, you know, what, Dwight Powell probably starting with Al Horford, and you still have the Dennis Smith Jr. trade chip, and then you try to figure out something with that possibly because you probably don't want to play him and Kimba together, no. uh, let alone him, Kimba, and Luka. <laughs> so just throw Brunson in there too. Yeah, him, Kimba, um, Luka, and Brunson. That's the crazy part about it. There's also a scenario in which they hold on to Harrison Barnes. They don't trade him. And then he either opts into the the player option at $25 million a year. Or he signs his extension, which is still around the 24-25 mark. You still have $60. You still have $60 million in cap space. Um, but you're also pitching a little bit different of saying, hey, we have $60 million in cap space. Come join Luca, Harrison Barnes, Dwight Powell, blah, blah, blah. Is that does that change things? Does that help you? Hurt? Like, are, yeah, it's where does the team of Kemba Walker, uh, Luca, Harrison Barnes, Dwight Powell, Al Horford, and then let's say they get a six man for Dennis Smith Jr. Where does, oh gosh, where does, where, where does that where does that get you in the West? I don't know. I mean, I think I think realistically, you're looking at that. Um, I think you're looking at that four, five, six. Somewhere yeah, you're, you're threatening home court advantage, I think. And you get, you yeah, get home court I advantage with you know, the top four seeds. I think that you're threatening there. I think, I mean, you're looking at somebody like Utah. You're looking at being even with somebody, with somebody like that. And Yeah, it depends how, how else they fill out the roster, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, you look at it, if you just want to do really quick, you know, Mitchell and Luka, Mike Conley, Kemba, Gobert, Horford, you keep on going down the line a little bit, but I mean they also have and Horford can shoot fight. three, so he kind of negates Gobert a little bit. Yeah, so I mean it. It's one of those things to where short term, you like, hey, they would be you know better in the short term, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah, they would. Um, but you kind of go back and you circle back to the question that we asked literally over a year ago, <laughs> and we said the moment that they drafted Luca. And Luca became Luca right off the bat. The question and the main goal for the Mavericks shifted to how do we get the second star for Luca? And in that scenario, if you don't make the trade for Porzingis, you don't have the second young star for Luca. Uh, Kemba would be the closest thing to that, but we've went down the whole Kemba trail. He's a little bit older in his career. In making the trade for Porzingis, now you have the duo. You have the duo that everybody is trying to create. And so better in the short term, if you didn't make it, if you, if you got Kim on Horford, all the different stuff, but long-term you wouldn't have that long-term security. Yes. And the high risk, high reward of Porzingis. Yeah. Gotta love playing the game, Isaac. A 100%. So we feel good about the trade. We're glad that they did it. Oh, Going yeah. down this. What if made me feel better that they did it because even with all that cap space, we still have the question, did, did, would anybody want to come to Dallas? Could, yeah, I mean, talking about striking out, 
I'm talking about a mad fan base. That would that would the fan base them. would be even more irate. Now, now you probably would end up with a Bojan, right? Like maybe. Yeah, you, they would over. I mean, if they had 82 million, you in could cap overpay space. for a bunch of guys like that. Yeah, I mean, Bogdanovich is getting 40 million. But then at that point, would you rather have you know, would you rather have struck out or overpay for like three or four guys that you know don't really change your bottom line that much? AKA the Knicks. Yeah. Oh, the Knicks. We could have been paying Julius Randle 25 a year. You know that half our podcast listeners just like half our, our listener base just went, we could? <laughs> really? Why didn't we? Gotta love Julius Randle, man. Julius <laughs> Randle posted a picture on his Instagram the other day of him in a Kentucky Wildcats football jersey. Like it was a, it was a Photoshop of him. And he's like, I'm switching. He's like, I'm switching leagues. I was like, dang, he would be, be good. a good football yeah. player. Yeah, he'd be good at football. He'd be he'd be a insane tight end. Yeah, he's good hands. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would have been miserable to follow having that much cap space and seeing all of the top people sign elsewhere would have just been absolutely miserable. We, I mean, realistically, it would have probably just set the whole timeline back. They would have, yeah. Dallas would have probably did what Atlanta did and said, "Hey, give me draft picks." We'll take your yeah. Allen Crabs. We'll take your Kent Bazemore's or Evan Turner's or these people of the world. Um, See, I don't know if they would have done that though, because the Mavericks are they're they're so like on the edge of their seats about this Luca window and doing true. something for Luca. And I think they would have been more aggressive than that because we've always pitched the hey they should do the take big contract plus an asset thing. And I don't know if the yeah. Mavericks have wanted to do that ever since they got Luca. That's true. Yeah, you're you're probably right with that. They would probably would have rather overpaid for somebody like they did for West Matthews. And it's turned out that it's worked really well for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, obviously, going back to the Porzingis thing, I mean, you do that trade 100 times out of 100. Uh, it's wild to think about what if they didn't do it. Uh, but, man, I'm glad they did. What was the trade that Bill Simmons kept wanting the Mavericks to do? Was it West for Tim Hardaway Jr.? Yes, something like that. No, I'm okay. Do the Mavericks do the Mavericks keep Wes or DeAndre if they don't do the no. Porzingis trade? Uh, definitely Wes more than DeAndre. DeAndre still goes to the to the Nets. I think Wes still goes to, you know, Milwaukee, a title contending team. Yeah, we've been wanting him to do that for years. <laughs> yes, I'm so <laughs> for, glad. For, I can't wait to wa- for various reasons. <laughs> I can't wait to watch him in Milwaukee. I think he's going to be really good for that. I team. agree. That, that's team, and they need that too. Yes. Brogdon gone, you know, missing some some depth there. So, so there you go. That's the uh, what if the maps didn't trade for Porzingis podcast. Uh, again, tweet us your ideas about different what ifs we could do from recent Mavs history. We'll get them at Nick Van Exit at Isaac L Harris at Locked On Mavs, guys. We'll be back tomorrow with an anything but Mavs mailbag. We have so many more questions from you guys. We're glad that you guys are enjoying that, and we are enjoying answering the questions. So we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. I was going to say something. I was going to say one more thing.